The Selfish Path to Romance. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com and at amazon.com. Look at history. Everything we have, every great achievement has come from the independent work of some independent mind. Every horror and destruction came from attempts to force men into a herd of brainless, soulless robots without personal rights, without personal ambition. And that is from the fountainhead. And think of what's going on culturally today. Are we encouraged to pick ourselves up by the bootstraps or are we encouraged to be each other's brother's keeper, neighbor's keeper, bad family member's keeper, stranger's keeper? Are we encouraged to live everybody else's lives but our own? And so you want to take a close look at that. And I highly recommend The Fountainhead. It's one of my favorite books. It helped me turn my life around from somebody that didn't understand the world. And I went to Brown University and I was trying to make sense of things on a fundamental level. And boy, when I read Ayn Rand's books, The Fountainhead, and then Atlas Shrugged, I went back and got my PhD and gave myself a life. And more importantly, I have a rational philosophical foundation to my life, a rational one, not mystical, not uh, no foundation at all, or not just a mishmash from your childhood, but a rational one. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner, and my show is The Rational Basis of Happiness. I'm a clinical psychologist, and you can pick up the phones and call me now. Toll free one eight seven seven Doctor Kenner D R K E N N E R, and I want to welcome Gary to the show. Gary, you have a question about emotions. Yes. Yeah. What's the question? Um, I have actually a friend that is fifty four years old. He has he's a fanatic about exercise, about what he eats, organic food that he eats, um, sleeping habits, and he is like almost not emotional about anything. He has trouble expressing emotion. And he told me that um, he's bisexual, so his girlfriends have told him he's, he's unemotional. His boyfriends have told him he's unemotional. And he says that there was some phobia that was listed as that. And I was trying to help him find uh, some solutions for this, but I can't find a name of that particular phobia of not expressing emotion. Um, Dr. David Burns, who's written many books, including his early one, The Feeling Good Handbook, he talks about emotophobia, fear of expressing emotions, fear of owning your own emotions. And the problem is when you try to deaden the bad emotions, typically people deaden, deaden emotions when they... Um, when they're afraid of guilt or anger or fear or the negative emotions that boil up, you know, they so they feel like emotions are bad things. Right. But when you deaden the bad emotions, you deaden them all. And right. so you become like a flat line. If it were a heartbeat, it's not pumping up and down. It's flat, and that's not good. You're not breathing life. Emotions pertain to values, Meaning, when you think of the things you love in life, think of think of your kids or a good friend or somebody in your life, a partner that you love, and or or activities or hobbies you love to do or your career. When you think of the things that matter most to you in your life, and without which would your life would feel like it's got an empty hole in it, it moves you. 
you feel emotions. And he's not allowing himself to breathe the content of life, the goodies in life, the values. Right. And why? And then he, he does what, and I can ask you some more questions too, but you're saying he's taking actions. And typically, when you picture someone who exercises or you know, takes care of their sleeping and eating habits, what do you picture? Someone that's you know complete and cares about themselves and and takes good care of themselves. And you ex- you ex- I also have an image that comes to my mind of somebody who is living and breathing life, who's laughing, right. who's crying when they need to cry. This individual never does that. And so the fact, it, I don't know, he may be using the exercise and as, an outlet. as just a way to escape thinking. People do that at work. Yeah, he, runs, he rides a bike 30 miles a day, and if he doesn't ride, he, he has to go to the gym and exercise for three hours. Oh, that almost sounds like a little OCD going on there. The have to? I mean, it's wonderful to three hours a day. Three hours a day. Now I'm raising my eyes, but my own son is a ballroom dancer. (laughs) So he's out bike riding early in the morning at 5.30, but he's doing it for his career. And man, What What is ODC? Oh, oh, obsessive compulsive disorder where, Uh, where you have some negative thoughts and you don't want them to surface like you have what oh my god what if thoughts those typically yeah, the form if, if he's got something that he has to face like his mother's getting older and he needs to get power of attorney to help her yes he does not want to face that responsibility he shucks and shuns any type of confrontation of of uh, reality of of urgency he can't make a decision he always says this phrase of well, let's just let's see how it works out, or or we'll tackle that. At a, we'll tackle that later, and we'll see how that works out. Which must be very frustrating for you. If well, he's it a is good frustrating body. because he, you know, it's getting to the point to where it's becoming dangerous because he can't make a decision. I mean, he can't even make a decision on what he wants to eat sometimes, or does he want to eat sometimes, or does he want to go, you know, to the park, or do, you know, he said, "Well, I don't know." Can you like, hear your own emotion in evaluating your frustration? It's frustrating with him. Well, it's very right? frustrating to try to live with that person when they are in a constant state of 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 unrest and flux that they can't, they have no sense of purpose to every day. It's just like, well, whatever randomly happens is what he'll accept is happening, and he can't make any decisions to have any goals or any achievements, because that puts too much pressure on him. Like if he travels, which he travels every month to see his mother yeah. for a week, you you can ask him, well, are you going to be gone for three days, or are you going to be gone for three weeks, or a week, or two weeks? He says, I don't know until I get there. And, and that's, a, that's his candid answer. I don't, I don't know until I see what's going to happen. So he's got this... Uh, detri- he, see, here's the problem. Every single person... Who is who is not um, defective, you know, brain dead or something? Every single person has has to make hundreds of choices every day. How right. you brush your teeth, when you right. go to work, right. hundreds he, of choices. He hates that. He and hates it, all that. and and so it's almost he hates the nature of his mind that he has volition, that he has free right. will, and you have no choice 
that you have to choose, but he can make himself into what looks like a deterministic being where he fatalistically floats through life and, you know, let whatever happens, happens. Right. And shame on him. Be, because what he needs to do is, it, and when I say shame on him, it's psychology is causal. He is the first victim. He is suffering because the alternative is he needs to face whatever has caused him to adopt that coping strategy. That's what it's called in cognitive therapy, that deadening. Mm -hmm. He needs to face those issues in therapy because the psychology is causal. I will guarantee you that there is some big issue that would make sense of why he's coping as he did from childhood. Well, his father died in a car accident when he was about 13. Okay, so this, something like that. If he is still frozen in that state, mm -hmm. mentally frozen, and he's just saying whatever happens, happens, because you can die the next day, and I'm, right. I don't know what his thoughts are, right. then if he wants to live his life, he's going to need to go through the grief, he's going to need to work with a really good cognitive therapist. You can go to the web, my website, drkenner.com, and see academyofct.org, and there's... Um, Oh, academyofct.org is the cognitive therapy website, and you want to find a good cognitive therapist uh, if he wants that. If he does, here's the second piece. You're living with him. You choose who gets into your close circle, what the cognitive therapist called an intimacy circle, who gets in close. And if you're living with someone who brings you chronic frustration, you want to figure out, do you want them as close as that or do you want them a little further out? If he's a partner of yours, then you may want to... Um, if, if he's a partner, then you may want to help him and give him some suggestions, which I think is what you're trying to do, and then see if you, can, if you can have a new partner, if he will work on his problem and the two of you can become closer. Listen, thank you so much for your call. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Doctor. You're welcome. And coming up, judge not, least ye be judged. What is the real psychological toll that such a policy takes upon any of us who try to practice that? When we return, I'll be talking with Dr. Tara Smith about the psychological consequences of refusing to judge other people. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner and co-author Dr. Edwin Locke. Learning how to value yourself is no easy task. It is proper to design your own life. Start by naming what matters most to you. For example, choosing and pursuing your own values, thinking for yourself, speaking up for yourself tactfully, being honest with yourself and with others, setting proper boundaries with family, friends, and associates, going to school to become more qualified to pursue your chosen career, giving your children a good education and moral guidance, yet encouraging them not to obey blindly, but to think for themselves, and learning how to communicate well with your partner in order to grow closer emotionally. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com. And you can buy The Selfish Path to Romance at amazon.com. <laughs> 